welcome to another installment of Packy Chat. This is our fourth podcast. Uh, I hope the for those of you that are listening, you're enjoying what you're hearing. Once again, this is, you know, just a pretty casual, informal podcast that deals a lot with animal stuff, but it's also, we try to be unbiased and we don't really have an agenda. It's just kind of our opinions and our perspectives on things. And we hope that people listen to it with an open mind, take what you want from it and, uh, you know, leave what you don't. Uh, we have a Facebook page now, so we'd appreciate it if you follow us on Packy Chat on Facebook. Give your likes. You can add some comments. We'll be uh, quick to reply to stuff uh, if you have any questions or comments about things you listen to or things you want to hear from us. This week, uh, we took advantage of self-quarantining and uh, social distancing by getting together on a Zoom call. Uh, three of us got together to talk about the division in the elephant community and why it's there, why our opinions, why we think it's there, and and uh, you know how it could change. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to us, and uh, leave us any comments or questions you have on Facebook. Thanks again. It, it makes no sense to me when you have a group of people all working towards a common goal, I guess, of elephants. How can we be so divisive? I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know how that's possible. I get it in politics i get it in things like that i just don't under doesn't i just can't grasp how we have it easy everybody in this industry cares about elephants like cares about them to the nth degree like their their houses are full of elephants the clothes they wear are elephants everything circles around elephants but yet <clears throat> when it comes down to the nitty-gritty we are at each other's throats and it's two i mean you guys know this it is two completely separate black and white teams. there's very little common ground and i just for the life of me, I don't understand how that's possible. Well, here's my question. I was thinking about this. So why do you get it in politics? Well, because a lot of it is, because a lot of that's emotion and it's selfish. You know, people in politics care about themselves because, because you know, they care about what's good for them, what's good for their family. They don't care about the big picture. <laughs> You're pointing at me. <laughs> I'm trying to touch your nose. That, so the bottom line is that. I think it is. It's, it's, there's, a, there's, a human, there's a human nature element to it, and there's a selfishness to it. I've been saying for years, it's not about you. You know, As certain people would say different things, it's not about you. It's about the elephants. And so I believe a lot of it comes from selfishness, 100%. Now, but I'm how? not saying... Like, because, what, what, is, what is the game selfish? When you talk about politics, it's because I'm caring about my family and what I, what's important to me. When you're working with elephants, what's important to you? How is that possible? Because there's a drive to, to, there's a drive and a belief that we all want the same thing, but my methodology is the best. And so not only is it just saying, hey, do it my way because I agree with it. I think there's also a human nature element that says, yeah, I, I have influence and credibility and I, I'm right, pat myself on the back, or uh, I won. I won this argument. I think there's a lot of that. I think there's, so what I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that when you said I get it in politics, to me, there's a lot of parallels. I think there's a lot of the same things. There's ulterior motives. It's not necessarily, um, you know, monetary or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's the gratification of having credibility and have people listening to you and doing it your way and being right, frankly. And I also think that, you know, we say this all the time, there's probably a certain personality trait and a personality, um, I don't know, profile that either is attracted to the animal business or elephants in particular or, or um, 
you know, some people don't participate in it, but largely there's a lot of strong personalities and uh, a lot of strong personalities in this business. You know, I mean, we say it all the time. I said it, you know, in Wheeling is that, you know, the only thing two people can agree on right. is the third doing it wrong. And if that's what brings you together is to, you know, look down your nose at somebody else, not for the sake of looking down your nose at somebody else is just to call out the fact that they don't, they don't see it like you do, or they don't agree, or they're, they haven't come to see the light yet. I do believe that everybody does have the same goal in mind. And like you guys said before, everybody believes that their way is better. And they, one of the way, reasons why they think it's better is because they don't, they don't want to learn about what somebody else is doing. They're just looking at a very narrow, a very narrow mind, and they've come to conclusions that the way they're, you're doing it is not the right way, and my way is, is better. And if somebody doesn't want to sit there and try to get a better understanding, and as with anything, if you know we sit together and we, and we don't understand it, and we're trying to get people just to open their mind up and listen and understand, and there, there's not that willingness to do so because it doesn't help your agenda, it doesn't help you by admitting that somebody else may have something that is equal or better. And I think there's a, I think there's a desire and a drive for people to make a name for themselves, and you do that through you know, spreading your, your seed and, and your ideals and your ideas, they, they catch on and you become one of the, uh, you know, refer, you know, you referred to by your first name in the business and they know who you are that people, I think there's people who want to be that it, whether they admit it or not, they, they, they sort of, uh, aspire to that. You know, one of the things I think that fuels, you know, animal people are passionate anyway, but one of the things that fuels this passion in the elephant community, I believe, is that they believe that other ways besides themselves are abusive toward the animals. And as long as they believe that it's abusive or it's not in the animal's best interest, that inflames the passion even more. It's weird because I, I know the three of us, you know, have all had a fair amount of success over the years doing, doing things our way. I think we're all pretty different in how we do it. And uh, I don't think any of the three of us have ever said, hey, you got to do it our way. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's also a certain, there's also a certain time where, although we haven't said that and we haven't made an issue of it, I mean, we've all in our, in our own way said at certain times, hey, why don't you try this? Or, hey, why don't you, hey, you know, and a lot of times it's because, you, you know, you're genuinely trying to help or someone's asking you your opinion, but. I mean, we do, I mean, we do that all the time. It's just a matter of how you do it. And is that your prime directive is to get people to do it your way? Or are you just trying to help? Frankly, there's people who want to cram, you know, cram their ideas down your throat. And, and, you know, and we've also said, you know, there's many uh, examples of when people see the light and completely do a 180 and change their methodology or think that they don't do anymore. They expect you at the right. same time to see the light and flip the switch the way they do. And then there's no uh, latitude for you to have a journey to that point. It's just, Hey, well, you know, I, I'm enlightened. You need to be enlightened. And that's unfortunate <laughs> because I think there's a way to get people to, to, to walk them through it and to see them, you know, through that journey or that process. But other people are like, Nope, we need to see the light when I see the light. And that's, and that's part of the problem. And you have people who that used to employ certain tactics that they now completely are against and that's okay because they saw the light, but because you haven't seen the light yet, you're a second-class citizen. What I don't understand is why a lot of people um, in this industry, there's a lot of sheep in the industry as well. 
Um, somebody might say, so-and-so does it this way. Um, this is what they do. Instead of asking the question whether it's true or try to do your own research, people just assume that. And then all of a sudden, this, this organization becomes, this field becomes very cliquey. And a lot of the cliqueiness is through um, word of mouth. It's amazing how many places that um, you hear about. Like, we look at how many zoos and how many elephant facilities the three of us have been to. It's quite a number of zoos that we visited ourselves. I think we are educated that by visiting other places, you can see it for yourself. I think the average person looks after elephants in this community have a very small number of places that they go visit. So they have to, they have to kind of take it for people's word for it. They're not going to go and see it for themselves. And if you can't see it for yourself, and then so-and-so says this the way it is, you kind of tend to believe that um, instead of asking those questions. Um, and then quite honestly, in this, in this uh, field as well, there's people that can make a lot of money by, by saying so-and-so is doing it this way, my way is better. So not only is it ego and, and be able to um, get praise and build yourself up, um, a lot of times there's a price tag associated with as well. I think what's interesting too is that um, the degrees about what people are passionate about. It's one thing if, um, if somebody concerned about you, let's say, being abusive to an animal, but it's, it's, it could be as simple as something as how you bridge or um, how you reinforce or how you communicate to that animal. It's um, in some ways I've seen it become almost cult-like where not only, and it's almost like religion, that's how passionate I find that some people become of this stuff is that they're so narrow-minded, they're so strong in their beliefs, so, so strong in their faith, this is the right way, is that it's, it, it becomes a source of anger for them. Um, and then when you're angry, you can't have reasonable discussions. I think we've all been in situations before where you're up for a talk about elephant training, you're up to talk about how the community can get together, and then you come across somebody that you feel it's not worth putting energy into that person, and then you walk away. And then, then it times it all depends on how you're, how you feel. There's some days where I, I can sit there and I'd be very patient and talk to somebody, and then we gain, we agree to disagree, but we agree we're on the same page, and the anger melts away. But after a point, it becomes there's certain people that um, not interested in having that conversation because don't have the energy. You don't see a resolution coming about. And then, uh, again, you turn around, walk away, and then people go back into their opposite corners. The reason I don't have the energy for it is because it's the same conversation all the time. And, and someone's trying to convince me to think and to think differently. And I'm open to any discussion. And I could, I could watch somebody that I disagreed with my whole life, that I, we have philosophical differences, that I don't believe in what they do. I don't understand what they do. I could watch them and walk away from seeing them or listening to them talk, and I'll walk away with something. Like, I, I take away something from it. And I think a lot of these people don't. They go into it with, with, a percept, with their perception, and they walk out of it thinking they're going to change someone's mind. And that's not what it's about for me. It's about having discussion and then for the other person to take away what they want from it. And then, and then, you know, that's all it is. It's just a discussion to hear somebody's, somebody's perspective and to hear my perspective and to share my perspective. It's not to convince anybody. That's not what I want out of it. But I think that's what some people want. They want you to leave this conversation uh, 
with a with a different view on with a different view and a different opinion. And I don't think that's possible. No, and I and well again, and I've also said that they want they want to go away with I, this is a strong word, but a, a victory, or they've moved the yeah. needle, or they've been they've been uh, influential, or done something. And the bottom line is, to me, you know, we we've talked about we talked about this for years is that there's more than one way to do something. And frankly, you know, it doesn't mean that you're limited. And we all know that there's success that can be done accomplished in different ways. And the bottom line is you can employ if you know if you open your mind to learn some of these things that will um if you open your mind to learn some of these things you can actually use them you know you have them in your arsenal of things to use when things may not work or you struggle you know and and to have the open-mindedness to to be able to uh be receptive to those things it only helps you you know what i mean like we, we've said it's a buffet like you know this business and everything it's a buffet you know, you don't like you don't like it. Don't take it, but you know, be exposed to it and know that it's there. And someday you might want to try it. Or, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't like this, and now I let you know. Now I enjoy it. Or I used to hate peanut butter when I was a kid. Now I eat peanut butter every day. So I mean, at the bottom line is, is if you don't open yourself up to to, to trying it again or to be um, willing to employ some things that you learned, I think you're just limiting yourself. As long as you, we've said it before. As long as you can pass the red face test that these things are safe and effective, and, and everybody would agree with that, at least to some degree, that's fine. I mean, it's all, it's stylistic. The, you know, we talked about this. The elephants don't know. The elephants don't know what you're trying to do. It's it's all how you put it into practice. Um, so if you put it into practice appropriately, and it's and the animals are receptive to it, and it's something that um, that's an easy an easy conversation i guess not verbal conversation but if it's an easy um it's an easy sell to the animal and it works who cares who cares right i i don't i just like i said i it all boils down to ego and personality and that's sometimes the prime directive and that's unfortunate because there's a lot of there's a lot of successful elephant programs <laughs> in the world that do things very very differently but have the same at least similar level of success i under i i agree with everything you said completely um you know, I just, I just find it so bizarre that they, they, and we've had this conversation before that they're, they, they so want to change. They so want to change everybody's mind to, to be on, to be on board with them. And it's all through, <laughs> and it's all through, uh, through just telling us, you know, through, through almost like, like shaming you into not doing it that way. Whereas for me, if they want to change my behavior, show me. Show me yes. your success. Yes. Show me what you're doing. Show me success. Come to a conference and show me. Don't come to a conference and preach at me and tell me why what I'm doing is wrong or tell me why what you're doing is awesome. Show me. Show me right. success. Well, and that's the and that's the challenge is, you know, and we can and we can sit here and say how much we assume positive intent and stuff, but we fall into the same traps. But we've had times talked about it and we've had uh, most of us, I mean, <clears throat> we've had instances where um, again, the, the more important thing is to is to win you over and to and to influence you. It's less about the elephant. And we've seen tangible examples of people who talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then they've had a platform to show us and demonstrate. And they, as far as I'm concerned, they fell flat on their face. And and I don't I don't revel in that, but I'm just kind of like you stand there and you go, really? This is, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. It's the, it's the, you told me, you told me, you told me, you told me, you had the opportunity to show me and you didn't. Right. And that's, the, and that's where it gets harder because to me it's like, 
okay. I, and I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. We all have things we can do better in, and we all have things we can learn, but you know, it's very frustrating when you try to assume positive intent to the most, to the best extent possible, which we try to do, whether we always do or not, that's another story. But you know, is now is the time to put your money where your mouth is and it doesn't happen. And then, and then we've had this, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but not only did we have the, did we at one point have the platform for that person in these, in this faction of people to demonstrate what they did or what they can do. And they didn't, the minute we moved back into the forum where it was time to talk again, it was talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And talk. After we already didn't see the product in real life, it was back to talking about it. And that is insanity. It, and it's insanely frustrating. And that doesn't do anything for anybody in the business, uh, keepers across a spectrum, elephant managers across a spectrum, or the business in general. And that's the part that we have to, we have to change. I, I'm not saying we as in this group of people, or I don't even know what the strategy is to do that, but that needs to change if we want to elevate this business um, and at least put all the elephants on an even footing as far as how they're cared for. You know, we, at the end of the day, we, I just said it, um, we all end up sharing, <laughs> we, all, we all end up sharing these animals in some form or fashion. So it only behooves us to be at least on the same minimum levels, which is what we've been trying to do for years. And instead, we we spend more time arguing about this because again, yep. I think I think the personality stuff and the personal agendas sometimes um, becomes more important to some than the elephants in the care. I think one of the problems too is that you know, we're all elephant nerds, we're training nerds, we're foot care nerds, and we've all been in conversations where and you kind of get excited because now maybe you're seeing um, a different point of view that you never come across. And you, and you get excited saying, this is really cool. This is something I can use. And then, you know, like you said before, is that when you actually to see it get executed, it's, it's almost like a punch, in the, a punch in the gut. You're excited for them. You want to see that succeed. And then that point of view of that technique that you're using, and we're not seeing it really benefit the elephants. Um, it, it's, it's more disappointing, um, you know, to see that is that air gets taken out of you and then when they come back and like you said before is that there's not a recognition that well we could do better um and then the excuses come out of why it wasn't successful instead of taking a hard look saying i wasn't not to be very successful in my training program my foot care program maybe i have to open my mind up a little bit more um but it's the it's this resistance to not open up at all you know i I think that I've, the success I've had before, um, talking to somebody and just asking, asking them, does it matter how we get there? Sometimes you see a light bulb come on and some people say, no, I guess it doesn't. And that's where I say it's a very productive conversation and very um, informative and really helps the field moving forward. But then you get some people saying, no, it, it does matter how you get there. This technique, it's better because of this, this, and this. And then when you ask them, explain to me, I'm trying to understand, then you get accused of, you know, the difference between questioning and asking a question. Yeah. And when you try to understand um, and trying to ask those questions, if people aren't very good at articulating of what their thought process and what those techniques are, then you get misinterpreted as questioning and then they shut down. 
the, it's it's the classic question of process versus product. There are there are people out there who will live and die on a process with no product. That's the process is more important than the product. And for me, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think the process should be anything that that's distasteful or or tough to swallow. But I think uh, there there are factions of people out there who who will um, live and die on the process regardless of the product. And I do I don't agree with that. I think that there's a goal. You know, the, what we do with elephants in this, in, in this business is, is the product. I think we need to have a product that's worth a damn. And the process to me is secondary to the product. Um, I, again, I, do, I certainly wouldn't condone anything that was inappropriate. Again, not safe, not humane, or not effective. It's a, you know, but, I, you know, living and dying on the process without the product doesn't make any sense to me. And there's been more than a few times where I sit and watch. And then when I have the opportunity to... Um, see, you know, hear the rhetoric and then watch the, watch the process and, or excuse me, at least have the opportunity to see the product. That's the part I don't understand. Clearly, the process and influence and credibility and doing it my way is more important than what you get at the end um, with the elephants. And I, I, you, I don't get it. The three of us have been in this industry uh, closer to three decades. Um, and I don't, I think, honestly, I look back at the last almost three decades it hasn't changed a whole lot. The faces have changed um, throughout it. And sometimes, you know, you get hopeful for the next generation. The next generation will be a little bit more open-minded. Um, there may be little bit differences in the conversation, but the basics are the same. You know, there, there's people that I'm glad have um, retired um, because I think that they weren't willing to be open-minded. And they think, okay, well, once these people retire, once these people move on, uh, maybe we can move forward, but we're seeing that there's continuing process of people coming in, taking this viewpoint. Um, the faces are different. There's a high turnover, so it's you know it, it, once you you know you guys know it, once you've been in there for you know two decades, going on three decades, um, you get wiser and um, you realize you have to move forward or you have to step aside. Um, but it's just new crop all the time. The same argument, the same argument, same, same breath all the time. And um, can we figure out how to stop this cycle from going? Because it's been going for 30 years plus. Yeah. And, and but see, I think I agree with you that, that it seems like the arguments are the same. But I can say, you know, 20 some years ago, the argument was, was I saw it almost come to blows over free versus protected contact. And then more and more people are doing protected contact, were, say, 15 years ago. And then protected contact's coming on board and people are getting it. And, and, and you know, I think the fights early on had to do with the fact that people didn't understand it and, and you know, couldn't see how it could be successful across the board. So anyways, so now it, now it becomes successful and people are, people are, are, you know, doing it and having good, good luck at it and good success with it, I guess. What, was it 10 years ago? eight years ago, I thought, okay, man, we're, we're on a good plane. Everybody, I thought we were in a place better than we've been in a long time as far as continuity across the industry. And then all of a sudden, here comes, you know, something else. We want to go strictly PC. And leading up to that, there was division. And it wasn't about free versus protected. It was about um, uh, being solely positive reinforcement training or whatever it was. I don't even remember what the term was. But you know, I, it almost feels like, like people look for ways to drive 
to drive a knife between the industry. And, and I just, I honestly believe, I don't know, 10 years ago, I thought we're in a great place. The free contact people understand PC and yeah, there's still some division, but it wasn't nearly what it is, what it was and what it is again now. And it seems like every time we get close to more and more people being on the same page, something comes up and it, and it drives a knife between us again. And it's, I just, well, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, but I will say this, uh, PEM is a good litmus test for this. And I think that we're in a pretty decent place. The problem that we have is that I think there's a minority that, uh, that causes a lot of these issues. The problem with it is that it's, the good news is that it's the minority. The problem is, is that it still causes, yes, it still causes a significant, a significant problem. And, you know, as we go through year after year at PEM, I believe that a lot of those people, most, if not all, most, most, I mean, upwards of 90% are open-minded, receptive, um, well-meaning, all of those things. I mean, you know, and the other thing is, is a lot of them are young. So, you know, whether young or old, I think there's, or young or seasoned, is that there's also people who they've only been experienced or they've only been exposed to what they've been exposed to. And that's mm -hmm. the quality of their experience. So some of the younger folks, you know, I think are open-minded, but again, I think, yeah, the minority is the problem and they are loud. They are very loud and they have, and, and they're, and they're, they have an agenda. They do have an agenda. Um, and the agenda is actually uh, appetizing to some um, and that's, and that's why there's, there's, there's continued movement. The, the ones, the, the people who it's appetizing toward, I don't think are the ones that would know the difference watching the elephants be cared for and whether that would be a sign of success or not. Uh, I think there's things that are appealing um, from an organizational or institutional standpoint that makes it viable, I guess, or, or sellable. And that's, that's the issue. So, you know, so that's why, I mean, I, so I agree with you, but I think, <clears throat> We are in a pretty good place overall. It's just, yeah, there are definitely some squeaky wheels that uh, are problematic. So I, I would agree with you both that the um, if we go back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the, um, the level of anger, let's say, the number of conflicts, I think, have decreased. Um, it's not that maybe the shouting and the almost, you know, physical altercations um, has been reduced throughout the years. And I do agree it is a minority and the good news is I think that minority is decreasing, I guess, through the generations um, for that. Um, so we all kind of agree that the ferocity and the, and the anger is being decreased and the not minority is slowly going down. Why do you think that is? Like what's happened to, to cause that? Well, I think to, to the earlier point, the, the playing field has been leveled in the fact that we don't argue about huge management swings uh most of the you know large brushstrokes are the same i mean we are restricted contact now we're generally not spending time in with elephants um the guide is being phased out so i mean these are these these were the most controversial things now we're just talking about semantic nonsense frankly you don't do it like i do it and you don't you know do a you know an lrs or you don't even know what an lrs means and you know because your elephant does you know what i mean it, you know, if you ask, if, you, if I had to do the training terminology quiz right now, I don't know if I'd pass or not. I mean, the bottom line is I don't think the elephants would pass either. So who cares? It's how you communicate. So I think the playing field's been leveled. And now some of, the, some of our hangups are, they're less significant. 
in the in the grand scheme of things they're less significant but they are unfortunately a thorn in our side because it, it's the human condition that makes it worse not not the actual substance itself do you think that it's maybe kind of ironic that um, I agree with you the, the playing field has been leveled but the people that are leveling that playing field you could argue are not the ones they're closest in the elephant community they're the ones more on the outside do you see that outside influences well, the, no, well I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know if I don't know about that I think I think there's some people who <laughs> Some people use this again. I I may be overstating this, but I think there are some people. This is their platform. This is they have a they have a plan, um, and if you hurry up and promote them to where they want to be, then they would become a non-issue probably in this conversation. But in the meantime, this is their sword to die on, and this is their meal ticket to where they want to be. And okay, that's fine. But um, but I think uh, I think I, I'm I'm optimistic that we're still going to move in the right direction. We have. Uh, there's outside forces that are moving us in that direction. Obviously, the <clears throat> AZA uh, standards and the things we're allowed to do and not allowed to do now, I mean, those are all going to continue. Whether or not I would have done the same thing or at the same cadence, who cares? But I, at this point, I think we're. I think generally speaking, the business is moving in the right direction. We don't have the tox, some of the toxic. We have still have toxic things. We don't have the level of toxicity that we had just because of these huge philosophical differences in I mean, you know, I'm talking about night and day differences in how to manage elephants. Now it's more of, you know, it's not night and day. It's more, uh, you know, shades of color than, than that, you know, and I think that's more manageable, but I think we're moving in the right direction. But again, I also think that the reason that some of these things hang on is because of the human, human nature and some personalities, whether they're individual personalities or general personalities that are drawn to this vocation is that that this is this is why that exists and it will exist to some degree probably forever but it, it'll become more and more manageable i think um hopefully but over time again proof is in the pudding i think that's what we have to keep leaning on is the proof is in the pudding and uh, you know what I said earlier don't tell me show me you can talk we can talk I'll, I'll, i'm open to hear anything but when the opportunity arises show me show me show me show me and if you can't then the conversation comes a little more difficult, and then and then the, well, the, and then the two the, the two way conversation becomes a little more difficult, and then you know maybe it's time to uh, default listening rather than talking. Some, if, if you think we're moving in the right direction, how do we pick up momentum to keep it going, or where do we what do we do to make it better? You know, we have we're three people that have a voice in a lot of different things. How do we help make it better? Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting question because some of the things that I think have improved things, whether we agree with all of the decisions or the methodology or not, we've been forced. We've been forced into a more narrow track. And I don't know to what degree that's going to continue. I mean, it, it's, you know, it started in 2011 and it's, it's been consistent. Um, so, there, you know, things, the industry and certainly AZA are taking away things for us to argue about. Um, and now we're just going to start nitpicking. I mean, honestly, we're going to start nitpicking things. The things that they left on the table, we're going to start fighting over. You know, like the marbles in Hungry Hungry Hippos. It's like, okay, the, there was 35 marbles, all get taken off. Now we're going to argue over the three marbles that are left. That's, that's a natural progression. I don't know how much more of that is left before the business completely changes, the elephant business completely changes. But some of the things have been pushed into it. So some of it think that we've done ourselves any favors and we can – 
we, the collective we, can take credit for it. I think some of it's been put on us and it's not largely it has not affected the care of the elephants and our ability to care for them. There are people who choose the level of care that they that they do or don't do um, whether within within the parameters that are still uh, available to us. But uh, but we've been pushed into it. And, you know, and now that, you know, once the once we stop getting nudged into it, maybe we'll have a, a more organized conversation about how to fix it amongst each other. I don't know. I think that as long as the um, we've seen a decrease in options that are available to in our elephant management programs. And that is as frustrating as that could be. I do believe that's one of the reasons why too, is that we're seeing less and less um, ferocity. Um, as those options, and I do believe those options will continue to be taken away from us. Um, it, will, it will give us less things to, to argue about. You know, if the day comes that the biggest complaint that we have in the elephant community is whether you use a whistle or a bridge or a vocal or something like that, then we're doing okay. You know, um, for that, and a lot of the things that we're talking about right now, I would say, you know, there's a few big things that people are holding on to, and using that as a um, as a soapbox to move themselves forward. One by one, those things are going to be taken away from us um, as an option for us, whether it's good or bad. That will be decreased, and that will be less things to argue about like you said there'll be less there will be less marbles there'll be less marbles on the table for sure yep I, there will be less marbles and I, I believe hungry hungry hippos came with white marbles but to but i think some of the things are going to be they're going to be different marbles to fight over frankly because some of the the conversations are going to change so one of the things that we're rolling into now and some of the more, a thorn in my craw is you know this is the sustainability piece and and the stylistic management of elephants is is getting in the way of sustainability which to me is unacceptable so when you tell me that you're not you know if an institution tells me that you're not concentrating on you know uh artificial insemination which essentially is you know uh, concentrating on sustainability um because it, it clashes with your style of managing elephants that's not okay and that becomes a different conversation than the ones we had before because we had some of those uh, subjects taken off the table. So now some of the conversations, yes, largely some of the conversations and arguments or differences of opinion will go away, but new ones will come up. New ones will become more important. And uh, we're seeing that now. I mean, you know, we've, we, we hear it all the time. We've been having the same conversations about sustainability forever. At the end of, at the end of all of this, there's no, uh, if there's no elephants to manage, <laughs> who the hell cares how you manage the last one or the last two, you know, because it's, it's a dead end. So part of this needs to be, you know, these other conversations need to become more important and get over this nonsense. Um, you know, how you train an elephant or how you, you know, positive reinforcement or, you know, operant conditioning in, in totality or whatever, it doesn't matter. There are th certain things that we need to bring up that are, that are important. And there's, there's no, to me, there's no opportunity to disagree with, you know, something like the sustainability piece. And that's where we need to start cooperating. And that, that's not how you train or how you do that. There's a, there's a decision, a conscious decision to make that important and a conscious decision to make that part of your program. And it's the birds and the bees. You don't get to decide how, how that happens. There's one way to get that done. And we need to, <clears throat> the, 
the management of elephants can't cloud or disrupt from our ability to uh, maintain sustainability. Well, you bring, that's an interesting piece you brought sustainability. If we look at, um, there are many facilities that are AZA and many of the standards revolve around um, training for sustainability. You mentioned about artificial insemination. I think that, you know, as, as leaders in the community, we want to make sure, um, we refer to proof, proof in the pudding. You know, we're supposed to meet certain regulations and a lot of those regulations and standards are directed toward um, sustainability, such as artificial insemination and reproductive assessments and things like that. So the same people that are supposedly um, deciding which options we have too that are available in elephant management, sometimes they're not the ones that are still out there, the standards are not being reinforced. How do we make it so that, you mentioned before, some show me the proof in the pudding. If they can't do this stuff, who has the authority or kind of gumption or anything to be able to point that out so that people are required to do that kind of stuff? So we can have our opinions. Well, that's great. You can't do this with your elephants and you can't do that with your elephants, but there's no accountability and consequences for not being able to do so. Exactly. And that's, and that's the problem. And you know, right now there is no there is no really real accountability, and that's that is in in essence that is the problem, because it's important. Nobody thinks, I guess, nobody, I don't know, nobody thinks it's important, or they're uh, they're prioritizing things that are more important when in fact they're not. And we hear it all the time. I mean, we hear it, we hear it in the, you know, the uh, we had the population meeting not too long ago, and we heard. Um, bits of that from certain places that, you know, Hey, you know, I mean, look, it's not, it's not conjecture. It's saying, Hey, how come you're not breeding your elephants period? I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, we need, we we all know we need to be doing it and and we, and we all know we need to be doing a better job, but you know, the the no is not okay. You know, not trying is not okay. Um, And having, you know, the, the fact that you're working in a zoo and, and, and by pushing the sustainability piece challenges your philosophy, then I don't know if, I don't know if you're working in the right place, to be honest with you. Um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's almost like a, a goldfish bowl mentality that your world, your philosophy, your desires are more important than the big picture. We've already decided that that's not the case. So get on board, and I, and the answer to who who that person, who that entity, uh, that's going to push the issue and make that happen is, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. That's unfortunate. That's why we've been having the exact same conversation for years and years and years about sustainability, and um, the bumps that we're seeing <clears throat> in the right direction are from a small number of institutions, and that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think. I think it's a lack of accountability all the way around. That's the problem. That's been the problem for years in the elephant business. There is no accountability. Right. And, and, and the problem is, is that individuals can't, they, you know, they prioritize their agenda. And I don't mean that in the bad way. I'm just saying is that what they want to do and how they want to do it is more important than, you know, the, 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 the outcome, which again is process versus product. I mean, we, you know, if you, if you say, I got to breed elephants, we know we have to breed elephants, but I got to do it this way. Well, guess what? We know that there's multiple ways to do things. And if you're not employing those, um, if you're not employing those opportunities, then uh, we're missing out. Yeah. 
you know, I look a lot about, you know, there's, there's lots of things out there that people are in denial about. So I think sometimes people are in denial that they can't do what they think they can. I don't, I don't believe that there's, there's many programs out there or many elephant people that truly know that they believe they can't do something and they're okay with that, or they actually believe they can do it to a certain level. And it's until they hit their back against the wall, unfortunately, they learn a really harsh lesson. But I don't know if people are actually learning those harsh lessons. You know, EHV case, you know, if you have that, the number of people that have that in their barn have learned some extremely valuable lessons. I think every one of us thought that we were prepared and then realized that how much it tests you at all. You know, you don't want any tragedy to happen in each other's facilities. But um, the, the lot of things I think that, that we can probably say we've learned is we've learned in being complacent, that we think that we are where we're at. There's nobody coming and telling us um, that they really take seriously that you're not prepared for it. So you almost have to learn that hard lesson. Is that what we need in this industry? Is time and time again, these facilities going through chat tragedy and tragedy and really bad situations before they start uh, opening their mind and reflect on their programs? Well, the, the, pro the problem is this goes back to what we talked about before. This is process versus product. You're willing to, you're willing to A, not achieve the desired product or you're potentially willing to accept the non-desired product either in uh, lack of, of pregnant animals um, or you know, animals succumbing to uh, illness because your process doesn't allow you to open up to some of the things that you may not necessarily, I want to say, agree with. I mean, none of us wouldn't want to do anything where we're, we're, uh, philosophically completely challenged against, again, knowing that there's a valid reason for that, not just, hey, that's not my style. I don't wear, you know, whatever, skinny jeans or whatever. But the bottom line is, is that it's process versus product. We know what we have to do from a sustainability piece. We know what we have to do. The models, the numbers, the math is there. It's correct. It's easy. It's indisputable. From an animal health standpoint, we know what we have to do. We, we know that, you know, X amount of animals are going to, you know, uh, have issues with EHV. We know what we need to do about that, but we can't just say, well, my, my process, my philosophy doesn't allow me to, to participate to the point to get these things done. That's not acceptable. And it's the same discussion with training because the, your philosophy has to be paramount. And that's just, I don't know what to do about that. Frankly, I don't know what to do about that, but, but the, the information is clear. I mean, the animals we lose, and the animals that we don't put on the face of the earth, I mean, those, <laughs> you know, the, the animal and the animals that we do, those numbers are clear. They're indisputable. So two things to that. I think the harsh lessons are going are gonna to wake people up, sort of, but there's been a couple harsh lessons that haven't resulted in any change. And, the, and those harsh lessons, you know, obviously came at the cost of an elephant um, because of the way things were done, because of, because of lack of knowledge or lack of execution, whatever it was, um, has been detrimental to elephant welfare and uh, whatever. But, you know, in their mind, they believe they're doing the right thing. No matter what people tell them, they believe they're doing the right thing. And that's, you know, it is what it is. Well, so, that's the problem, though. The, but, the, but the loss of an animal or the lack of breeding is not okay. And someone needs to tell them that that's not okay. Right. So that's exactly where I'm getting. So it comes down to being held accountable 
you know, nobody holds them accountable. And, and, you know, we've talked about this for years and, and PEM was something that kind of came out of this was, you know, how, how do you tell people? Because I think all this, all three of us, depending on who it was coming into our facility and telling us what you're doing right or wrong, um, we're all going to take it a little differently depending on who that person is, you know, and that's the same with us going somewhere to tell them. And, and I think what often happens is we bring people into our facility who we're comfortable with, who has a similar mindset as us, and all they do is kind of reassure you that what you're doing wrong is, is okay and, 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 and it is what it is. So, so that's where I think we have trouble is, is the accountability piece. Even though we have standards and, and that should be the baseline for what we measure stuff on, I don't think we do a good enough job doing that. We went to have an elephant inspectors be part of accreditation. And I think there's still so much leeway and different, different differences between everyone that does it um, that that piece is still is still missing. And I think that's that's a great place to start is with accreditation. But again, that's what, once every five years? I mean, crap, if I had to wait every five years for someone to tell me I'm doing something wrong or to point me in the right direction, I'm already, I'm already you know, the train's going down the wrong set of tracks. Well, I see it more often. The sustainability part's interesting because, you know, every, every year everybody sees the graphs. Everybody sees the numbers. We see that, that trend happening. But how much is that trend actually hitting the average elephant person? For example, if you're in the African, African community, how many facilities are closing up and saying we have no elephants in our facility because there isn't any? We're importing African elephants. So a lot of people haven't been hit for a lack of African elephants. It's going downhill, but since they're, they're so long lived, is that the average you know, career in this facility, uh, in this industry is not 30, 40, 50 years at all. So really, if I'm here in the last 30 years and I'm seeing those numbers go down, has it personally affected any of the facilities I worked with that we have no elephants anymore? Um, not for me. You know, it seems like they're the Asian population, we're not seeing those importations, but how many of them are closing up and decreasing because of the sustainability population? How do we get that message across so it's stronger? Because the graphs aren't doing it. The numbers aren't doing it. Yeah, and, and I, I think we need to be realistic as, a, as an organization because I think a lot of these places I sat through, I sat through the, the recent meeting and you got these places that have two old elephants and they say, okay, well, we don't have any more to give you. And they're like, okay, well, we'd like to get in a young male because we know there's a surplus young male. What? Why would you put a young male in with two old farts that he's either going to get run ragged or he's going to run them ragged and then he's going to live alone? Like I just, and nobody really says nothing. We're just like, okay, well, we'll see what we can do. I have a problem with that because, because right now they don't believe they can't get elephants. They believe they're going to, they're going to get a young male. These are Asian facilities specifically, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer otherwise, though. You know, a harsh lesson is that all of a sudden you have, you know, $50 million to build new elephant exhibits, but you just can't because there's no elephants out there. But if you have $50 million to, to build a new elephant exhibit, you will get elephants in there. It might not be ideal, but you will get bodies in there. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That ain't going to happen much longer, though. Well, I think that the, the road will end at some point. But um, I don't know if that's five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And it'll get to a point where it's too late. So there'll be future generations right now that haven't been listening 
to these graphs and not doing anything. Because quite honestly, there's a lot of people that, you know, they don't even assess their elephants at all anymore because, right. well, there's a male with them, so why bother? It just hasn't really hit them personally that they're going to be out of a job, they're going to be not be able to tell their story, they're not going to be able to have any of this stuff. So it's really, I almost think that the sustainability argument to people, people start almost eye-rolling. Yeah, I've seen this graph for the last 10 years. I think with sustainability and everything else, um, this industry continuously needs to slap in the face before we react. Well, there's also people, though, and whether you're not in your official capacity, those folks that are doing accreditation inspections or asked to do program evaluations or, um, you know, the TAG folks, especially as, when it comes to recommendations and requests from institutions, you don't have to be inappropriate and horrible, but I, there's an onus to be truthful and honest and say the things that need to be said. And then if you don't listen, you don't listen. I mean, it's a free country. You do what you want to some degree. But there needs to be the realization that this is important and needs to happen. And then the conversations need to happen so we can refer back to them. Because we just keep seeing people kind of doing their things. And then we're not getting the results we need. And we keep going back and having the same meetings. Like we're going to get through to somebody differently than we did before. This is, it's clearly not working. Because we keep having the same conversations year after year after year. Things aren't changing enough. So I think there's, it's important for those folks to say those things. I know it's not going to be popular and people don't want to hear them, but they need to be said. And then, and not in a, not in a disrespectful way, but listen, like, what are, you, what are we doing? This is what we're doing. We, we had these conversations. This is what the SSP is for. This is what these reading and transfer recommendations are for. This is what all this stuff is for. We have to do it. And, and, you know, and, and if everybody feels like they're the island and they're not going to, it's not that big a deal if they don't do it or my, my process is more important then you know, this is, this is the bigger problem is that it's a magnification. And this is why we keep having this tough, tough spot we're in and same conversations year after year. It's not easily fixable because again, take it all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. It's the human condition. Nobody's going to, unless you're told by somebody who's above you or has, you know, the hierarchy make you, you know, listen from an institutional standpoint, not going to do it. Clearly they're not going to do it. So somebody has got to get a little more serious about this and get it done. Well, thanks again for listening to this edition of Packy chat. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you got something out of it. Uh, again, any comments or questions, leave them on our Facebook page at Pecky Chat on Facebook. Uh, thanks for listening.